Yeah. Being a Jimmy, shit. We down three one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, welcome to the radio show, everybody. Uh, we are here in the uh, Latin America offices. The uh, as as today we're calling it the Latin America studio here in uh, sunny South Florida, and. Um, we're going to do a. Uh, we're going to attempt to to give this thing a shot and call it WMDT Radio with your host uh, Chris Cottle and boy, we have a whole guest uh, portfolio for you all tonight, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So, trying to have some fun with conference calls, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot of people. Obviously, we have every possible person in the region on the line tonight. So. I want to first thank all of you for, I know most of you are probably still uh, putting in some time in the field and working and closing out the day. So most of you are on uh, just uh, via the phone. And uh, so what we're going to do is uh, just real quickly, we're going to uh, record this and uh, we're going to try to uh, include some latest technology and send it out as a podcast for all of you. So um, keep that in mind as you go through here. I appreciate again, all of you joining I am in the, uh, again, as I said, the uh, Latin America studios here in Miami, and I have several guests in the studio audience here tonight, so they've paid big money to be part of the radio show tonight. <laughs> so sitting here to my left is Priscilla Estevez, our regional admin. We have our uh, intern, <laughs> who is uh, a uh, local uh, sales rep uh, and... Uh, Baseball extraordinaire, Danny Figueroa. We have Anupa Chanda here, who is the district manager for CRHF for the South Florida District. We have Pat Strong Like Bull sitting in front of me. <laughs> Who's our regional service manager. And, of course, last but not least, Jerry the Nose Scala, who is the producer of the show today. All right, here. Scala uh, for a reason, and they're already starting to eat in front of me. That's not going to go over well. All right, here we go. All right, so listen, guys and ladies, thank you for getting on as, uh, again. And uh, we have a we have a power packed hour here. I hope all of you can stay on and hang through this. We're going to try to have some fun with it, and uh, and also get you some good information as we go through here. So um, first and foremost, uh, as all of you know by now, uh, you all were the um, recognized as the region of the year this past uh, month or so ago when we had our meeting. And um, I just wanted to uh, uh, take the opportunity with everyone on the phone to tell you all thank you directly. Uh, this was a uh, recognition that was given to this region because of each and every one of you and what you've done day in and day out for uh, not only your patients that you see every day in the field, but also um, the living the mission that Mr. Bakken uh, created for us over 60 years ago. So thank you. Uh, this year was the first year that it was a CVG wide award and it was a two year award. So when you look at it, um, it's not based on just somebody bulking and getting going crazy in one year. This was a two year deal. Uh, and you all, uh, knocked it out of the park in every single category. And so, uh, just Congratulations once again, whether it was uh, implants or, or total total to plan dollars or 
um, you know, natural activity across the board. We just, uh, we just, we're ex- kind of just head and shoulders or whatever above everyone else. So thank you so much for that. And again, that's over the last two years. If you look at the, over the last five years, um, this region has been number one uh, in the country at implants, uh, combined implants over the last five years running. So congratulations again. That's the work we do every day is the actual initial implants that we do uh, to uh, get all these patients the latest technology. So uh, I want to recognize all of you on the call tonight. There are specific uh, folks I wanted to recognize tonight, and those were our um, last year's award winners. We have several award winners, and once you hear this list, you'll realize why we have such a high-performing team. One of which is uh, let's top let's start off with um, the President's Recognition Award in 2019 in CRHF. We had Sam Pollock um, from the Palm Beach District and a, uh, um, a one of the one of the most senior tenured reps we have in the region. So congratulations, Sam. Uh, we from from Tyrex or from our um, our infection control business, Gonzalo San, who won President's Club last year and came back with President's recognition this year. Congratulations, Gonzalo. Raul Reyes, our corporate accounts partner, was uh, recognized with President's recognition this past year. So congratulations to Raul. And then in the AF space, we had um, Manny Garcia. And, um, and then in the diagnostic space, we had Alicia Delgado with President's recognition. So congratulations to those folks. As you all know or may not know, that is one step outside of President's Club. So they're poised well this year to win P-Club if they have another strong year. So we look forward to that. So and ladies, top plan maker for the year award went to Danny Figueroa, who is happy. That's why he's the intern here today. So congratulations. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm sure Danny feels like very rewarded now. Gets to sit here and get our coffee for us while we talk. So that's great. Um, uh, and then I wanted to talk a little bit about the diagnostics organization as well. Um, as we go from there, uh, we uh, will step over into uh, President's Club winners. Before I get to that, I should point out that we had a Mississippi Award winner in the clinical for the clinical team this year, and that is Mario Figueroa Ponte. Congratulations. And as you all know, that's the President's Club uh, Award for uh, the clinical side and uh, very prestigious award. So looking forward to continued success from Mario. So let's talk about President's Club winners this year. Uh, So all of you know, um, in the CRHF space, there were 26 or 28 winners total. uh, And this region had 12. So almost half of the winners came out of the Southeast region this past year. So just a phenomenal job. And I and again, I want to start off with the number one district in the country this past year was the Miami District. And that's Anupa Chanda here tonight uh, as the DM for uh, President's Club for 2000 or for uh, 2000 for 2019. Congratulations. Yeah, a lot of people are uh, dropping off when I said that. Um, so. Uh, no, so and then and then with that, her team, uh, which she calls her Mega South team, uh, number one team in the country this past year. And I'm not sure the order here, but uh, we'll go through it and see what happens here. <laughs> so we have Fernando Cantons, congratulations, Fern. Uh, Cesar Pazmino, who runs this town, as he will tell you. Uh, Amado Leon, 
and Orlando yeah. Garcia, better known as OG. So congratulations to that team. Fantastic job. Oh, What's the order based on it? What was the order there? Um, I, I want to say it's tenure with Medtronic, but it might be weight. Um, I shouldn't wait. Wait. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Uh, all right no. Okay. <laughs> Can't get ugly now. We, we got some, this is just the beginning of the call. So, all right. So anyway, great, great work there uh, by the Miami District. And then second in the country was Palm Beach District. And I want to congratulate Pam Jones, first of all, district manager winner. And uh, her team, uh, who, who were recognized this year, was Eric Avovich. Congratulations, Eric. Tim Stuppy and Seth Kozak. Congratulations to, uh, to all of you. Fantastic work. Jerry. Uh, yeah, how about Tim? That's like 25 years between presidents of huh? Yeah. Uh, you know, great, great point. Uh, really cool story. Tim called me the day that uh, he got his phone call from uh, Mike Marinero, who is the general manager now of the business, and uh, was telling me that the first time he won President's Club, which was probably, I think it's over 25 or 30 years ago, his phone call was from Earl Bakken. And I thought that was pretty cool, right? I mean, to, if you think about the time, uh, the time stamp, and Tim's continued to be uh, successful over the years and just great work. So Is that what happens when your employee ID number is? 102 or 103. <laughs> well, you know, Tim can't defend himself because he's on mute right now. So, yeah, we can just say, okay. yeah. yeah. I think he was, I think it's like 22, uh, 22 or something like okay. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I think his age is 102. But <laughs> so, anyway, just mess with you. Okay. And then, last but not least, we have to get down to or get up to Jacksonville. Congratulations. Uh, new team or a new manager up there, not necessarily new in K Fellows, but uh, driving the team. Uh, and leading the team there. And within that team, we uh, had Steve Matson, who has been a multiple multiple President's Club winner here at Medtronic over the years. And just what we call, who we call Mr. CDG, uh, just, just phenomenal performance, along with his partner, Greg Cornell, who, uh, again, team-wise, just, just exemplary performance up there in Jacksonville. So congratulations. job was done by all of us um, and are all of you on the phone and that's uh, that's where we're at with that so last but not least I do want to recognize the diagnostics organization directly uh, Courtney Taher as the district manager has gone back to back president's clubs in her organizations congratulations to Courtney and also Catherine Burgess who is one of her sales reps also president's club winner so congratulations to Catherine good job Okay, great. So all the recognition for everyone that uh, has performed and, and has, we've ridden the back of, so to speak, and, uh, over these last couple of years, and uh, we really appreciate that. Along with that, what do we do? We decide that uh, at the end of this year, uh, we are going to restructure the entire region, right? Doesn't that make sense, everybody? Yeah. yeah, you're yeah when you're doing great, just go ahead and change it all up. Right, exactly. It's kind of like Tiger Woods winning the uh, – winning the uh, the, the uh, all those majors and then changing the swing. Um, some of the restructuring that happened, you all were aware of last time we did the conference call. So, um, so I just wanted to point out a couple of things. But I, what's more important about why we're talking about it tonight on the call is that it's it's challenging for all of us um, as you as you when you restructure, you're either having a new manager or you're you're as a manager, you're managing new teams. 
um, and things are shifting around a lot. And with that comes that change comes stress. And um, it's it's tough. It's part of what we do. It's it's part of, I think, a good company is to continue to relook at how things are lined up so that we are prepared for, for the future. But I do want to touch base a little bit on some of the restructurings here since the last call we had. Um, our uh, One of our district managers on the Southwest Florida team, Neil Horn, uh, was uh, interviewed in, uh, and, and was chosen as the regional manager for the AF, uh, or, um, AF Solutions business for the Southeast region. So congratulations to Neil as he moves into a new business after 30 plus years in CRHF. Um, and then just last week, we announced that Doug Sturzberg will be the district manager for the uh, uh, newly formed Carolinas district after Marty Griffith retired. Um, and that part of it is uh, that comes after Doug being in uh, a sales rep and very successful sales rep in uh, the Carolinas there for the better part of 15 years now. Um, and then uh, subsequent to that, congratulations to Anna Stuffy. Uh, she was promoted to uh, Senior Director of CRHF Latin America and CVG for Central Latin America. So congratulations to Anna. That's a, hum uh, a humongous accomplishment. That's a big position, and her leadership will be missed here, but I know that she'll bring a ton of success down here to the Latin America offices and to the business down there. So congratulations. And with that change, we announced that Kay Fellows will move uh, to the newly formed Central Florida District uh, from Jacksonville, which includes the Legacy Orlando District, some portions of Northwest Florida and Southwest Florida District. So as you can imagine, um, as you just hear me running through that quickly, there is a lot of change, uh, a lot of change happening here to all of us all at one time, so to speak, in Q1. We are lucky tonight to have our HR partner uh, as our first guest. Her name is Mariah Carey, right? She's yeah. going to sing, right? Mariah Carey is going to be a great singer. Okay. You might have a name a little yeah. bit different, though. Oh. It might be Mariah Terry. Oh, Mariah Terry. Oh, I thought, she's, I thought it was Mariah Carey. I was excited. I thought we were going to have Mariah Carey on the phone. Okay. Is Mariah, Mariah, can you hear us? I can hear you. Oh, you hear it is Mariah Terry. All right. Yeah. We like Mariah Terry Thanks better for anyway. Me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Mariah. Thanks for joining us. And so, uh, you have everyone in the in the region on the phone, and you and I have been on the on on the phone for so much over the last couple of months with all the changes that uh, we felt were needed, and also will better uh, uh, kind of prepare us for the next edition or, or iteration of this business. And so, um, I'm glad to have you on the line. And I just want to have you, you know, kind of go through a couple things with change management and what these folks are feeling out there. Sure, happy to. And thanks again for having me on your radio call this evening. Um, first of all, just wanted to share some of the resources that we have available at Medtronic for when you're going through change. Um, when we have the volume of change that the region has had in the past few months and weeks, um, it's really easy to get overwhelmed. And change management is a business process. We obviously look at things through a business lens, but ultimately it's our personal path through that process that really is, is important. So we have to keep, keep an eye on the business, but then also recognize that as 
as an individual, as a person, that um, change can affect people in different ways. So um, one of the things that we wanted to chat about is the fact that you have multiple stages in a change process. So when you haven't heard anything about the change, you're, you, don't, you don't know much about it, that's, that's fine. And then you kind of move into some awareness and then you move into some understanding and then you move into hopefully some buy-in and then finally ownership. And that's the, the, the change curve as we go along in time, kind of your commitment level to that change Will, will change. And the one thing I wanted to highlight is that people move along that continuum at different rates, and that's perfectly normal and perfectly acceptable. But as we're going through a lot of change, we have to be aware that where we are on our personal path through that change could be different from where other people are during that change. So while you might be um, understanding what's going on, somebody else still may be just figuring out and just having some awareness. Or maybe your um, manager, who has been part of the discussions for a long time, has really moved on to buy-in and ownership. So just keep that in mind that people can move along the curve at different times and be aware that you can have um, multiple people on the same team in different stages of that acceptance of the change. And, and those and people, so I, and, and, yeah. and Mariah, like those people are, and, and we all work on teams, right? So that's a good, very good point because as we're working on these teams and people are in different stages of in, information gathering, right? I mean, it just happens that way in, in, in large teams and in corporate America where information is disseminated in different ways and some are made aware of it earlier. And, you know, we always have the folks who are picking up the phone and calling everybody or texting everybody about something they've heard and all that stuff. And that is very stressful to go through, right? Definitely. And you can, the only part that is, is, is that the only part, but the, a big part of it is your reaction to the change. And we kind of talk about that in three different phases. You can, you can be just not react. You can just pretend that it's not happening and <laughs> go along and keep yourself, you know, separate from the change and, and not react at all. Be un unreactive, non-active. You can be very reactive and um, and and push back on that change and, and be very frantic or have you know a lot of stress and worry with it. And then the third thing is you can be proactive and positive with the change and you know seek to understand and you know get recommendations from other people or gather more information from multiple multiple places. So think about where you are. In that, are you non-reactive? Are you reactive? Are you proactive? Where do you want to be in in this? You know, what what makes you comfortable, and and um, what does that say to yourself and to your peers and to your your leadership team as to how you're moving through a lot of change in the organization right now? And that and that's something that we work on very hard, very very hard and diligently with as a management team is making sure that each one of your managers and our leadership team is well prepared to give you resources and also, you know, book book recommendations and things like that to go through when you're when you're having the challenges, you know, we I challenge our team all the time to have the courage if if you have a question or you're concerned about something instead of calling and kind of uh what we would call at some point maybe gossiping or or having a conversation with someone who you, you all don't have the information, have the courage to pick up the phone and call myself or your manager or any of the leadership and ask them the question. And, and they, uh, they, 
they will have the courage to answer you. Now, you know, that's part of what the development is, but that's, that's also on us as individuals to take that first step. Right, Mariah? Definitely. It's, we talk about leadership in the organization and leadership is not only the leader, the managers of your team, you have personal leadership as well. So how are you leading yourself through change? How are you interacting with the other members of your team? And um, what is your personal leadership um, process as you, as you go through learning about these changes and how to make them um, incorporate them into your day to day? Fantastic. What, what are, Mariah, what are some of the, um, what are some resources for everybody? You know, I think of like the top of my head, I think of like ERG work that's done in that process. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Definitely. So you mentioned the ERGs, which stands for Employee Resource Groups, if people aren't familiar with those. And those are groups of individuals that come together to talk about different business issues and to learn and develop leadership skills and business skills say, let's take um, a call. to How about, let's take a call. Uh, best position Sean, yourself for success within the okay. organization. Right. And within the sales organization, we have multiple ERGs that are focused on, um, uh, on different uh, populations and groups, but everyone is invited and everyone is uh, welcome to join any of the ERGs. Um, another uh, resource is our Medtronic Employee Assistance Program. One thing that we talk about with change is you can be at multiple stages of the change curve along with where you're going in terms of your commitment to a change, but you also can have multiple types of change going on. You've got a ton going on within the, the, the region, but maybe you have something personal going on. Maybe you're moving. Maybe you have recently you know, added an added a new baby to your family or whatever those types of personal changes are, you can also sometimes um, they layer and you've got the different components of the change with your role as well as changes within your personal life. And the Medtronic Employee Assistance Program is there to help you with some of those personal challenges. They're not necessarily even challenges. Sometimes they're happy changes, but helps us through those so that you have resources and know that you're supported as a full person, not just you know, just not just selling, but just you're a full person and that we're here to support support you. Fantastic. You know what, Mariah? You, you, let's take a call. You want to take a phone call? Oh, I'd love to take a phone call. Let's take a phone call. Let's go to uh, Sean in St. Pete. Sean, are you on the line? Chris Paddle, Mariah, <laughs> Terry, Terry. I am on the line. Hey, Sean. How are you? Everyone knows Hi, Sean Mishner. Yeah, all right. Sean, welcome to the call. Sean does a great uh, is 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 as as good a leader as I've come across when it comes to change, and he's got some great points. Sean, yeah. So uh, to dovetail into what Mariah was talking about and the change that we've gone through in the Southeast region, Chris and I had the opportunity to conduct two professional development sessions on reality-based leadership and change management. And just so everybody knows. It was a lot of uh, focus on this idea of ambiguity and clarity of goals and roles. Now, everyone's familiar with the Abbott and Costello skit that highlights the need for clarity and communication, the who's on first. But what we focused on with the DMs and the DSM teams was this idea that ambiguity is the source of all conflict. And so this idea of ambiguity about your goal, your role, and the procedures 
you can never take for granted that everyone's on the same page. So what you need to do is communicate consciously. And you've got a new job. All of us have new jobs. And that is the facilitator of clarity. Now, I can give you a perfect example. Because about an hour and a half ago, and I'm on the road right now, but about an hour and a half ago, I came through Atlanta. And gentleman behind me came screaming up on my rear in a very shiny, nice sports car. And apparently I wasn't going fast enough. So he said to me in a, in a uh, signal way that I was number one. I didn't really understand. So I needed to, I needed to communicate and see if I could facilitate a little more clarity. So as we pulled up next to each other, I sought that information, and once my window came down and he was able to articulate himself better, then we understood each other, and I returned the communication that I thought he was number one also. We were able to communicate and have that clarity, and so in this time of change, I would highly encourage everyone to focus and become facilitators of clarity. Thank you, <laughs> Bam! There you go, right there. Sean Mitchell, everybody. Good job. Right. Fantastic. Mariah, what do you think about that? I think that is wonderful. We definitely <laughs> clarity in our communication. And it's also, I feel like, as, as, as part of our personal leadership, let your let people know if you need more information. Let people know where where are you feeling those gaps. Where could you benefit from having more information? And make sure that the communication is going both ways. That you're you're sharing what you need, and your leaders can share what information they have to to help facilitate that that clarity for you. Fantastic. We'll get you out on this question, Mariah. I know you're going to be on the call. Okay. You'll be on the call, but at least I, I got one question for you. I want everybody to get to know you a little bit better. Okay. Okay. So here's your okay. here's your question. You ready? I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, you got to come off the top with this one. Describe your first car and what you loved or hated most about it, Mariah. Okay. So <laughs> my first car was a 1988 Honda Prelude. It was Ooh, a lovely car. Yeah. Nice. Speed racer. It was very old when I got it. My first car. <laughs> and I thought I was so cool because it had those headlights in the front that flipped up, you know, where it was, so when you turned the headlights on, they, they, they mechanically moved up. And then when you turned your headlights off, they, they flipped back down again. But the best part about my very first car was that it was a product of the eighties. And so it had a built in car phone hardwired into the car. Ooh, and as a broken college nice. student, Ooh, right. As a broke college student, I, I had no money to turn on such a device that was permanently <laughs> mounted to the car because that's how car phones were in the late 80s. Um, but it did not stop us and my friends, me and my friends, from whenever going up to a stoplight and uh, pretending to talk on said phone, which had a cord that ran down and connected to the center <laughs> console of the car. And we would pretend to have conference calls in the car as we pulled up to stoplights because we thought we were very, very cool. This is, you know, it's, it's very funny how now I guarantee you almost every person on this call is sitting on a wireless cell phone. But that was my, my, my very first car, my very pretty Honda Prelude. Oh, that's awesome. And, the, and, the, and wait a minute. The did the headlights pop up? Did the headlights come up on that one? Or did they you know, like? Oh, they did. They slipped right up and it was. It was it was very dynamic, very very uh, very very snappy. <laughs> you have to realize how old this 
car was. And if you had like a headlight malfunction, you looked like you were winking at everybody driving down the road. <laughs> Luckily, both headlights did work. Oh, okay, so, good. Okay. Okay. But right. it was it was it was very nice. All right, great. Well, thanks, Mariah. And I know you're going to stay on the line and have uh, continue to comment. The most precious and innovative uh, resource and product that we have at Medtronic is our people. And they go home every night. And I think his line was our most precious and innovative product goes home every night. And it's our job to make sure that they come back the next day to work, engaged and feeling good about the company and, their, and themselves and their own development. So um, I want to transition into innovation from a product standpoint at this point, but know that we did this order on purpose because uh, the, the people in this region are the most important resource we all have. And we do our best to uh, manage day to day to the best abilities that we have. And I know that's never perfect, but we certainly, uh, it's, it's always the focus of on the line. Do we have Paul Verastro? Chris, I'm on the line. Oh, all right. Let's get a hand. Now, um, from the great state of New York, originally. Oh, I was going to say New York. All on the line. We don't want to. He's got. He's got to do ESPN. He's got to do a PTI here in a little bit, so he's got to get moving, right, Paul? <laughs> so anyway, Paul originally from New York, now from uh, living in. Uh, where do you live now, Paul? You don't live in Minnesota. Well, I split my time between Minneapolis and Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia. That's right. I remember that. So. Okay, great. So all of you. Complicated What's that? I just thought it was a matter of a complicated relationship change that we met a few years ago. That's right. And Tracy has been in Virginia for 25 years, so we sort of split our time back and forth. Fantastic. Okay, good. And I know that uh, there's nobody that's on the road more than Paul Verastro. I know that for sure. And those of you who don't know, Paul's our uh, vice president global, vice president of marketing. And uh, so we're glad to have him on the line tonight to talk a little bit about innovation and what's coming down the line and what we have today. Uh, so we're going from people to product, and then we'll mix uh, mix the, the two and talk a little bit about uh, sales development and, and how you use these tools. So, Paul, um, innovation, exciting times at Medtronic, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't think there's been a, a time in the industry, Chris, I've been here for now 30 years in this industry that I've seen a bigger transformation in terms of innovation than what we're going to see this year. And, uh, you know, I, I love the line that I hear, I think John Litico claims to take credit for, but I actually think Dave Roberts said it first, and Mike Coyle says it quite a bit as well. When you put great innovation in the hands of the most, you know, talented sales organization or field organization in the world, just some great things are going to happen. So I started my career as a salesperson for 10 years in New York area, five years in New York and five in Milwaukee. So a great deal of respect for the people on the line and all they do. And I, I want to congratulate you, Chris, and your entire region. I mean, the performance was just amazing. And just to hear all of the President's Club winners and all of the other awards, I mean, just great job for everybody. So thank you. if I could, let me talk about innovation, because I've been spending a lot of my time uh, the last couple of weeks just getting ready for the back half of the year when I say that sometime, let's say around October so or November time frame, depending on the exact approvals, we're going to see three significant launches in CRHF. Number one is going to be Link 2. I think a lot of people hear about this one, but this will take the best industry or the best longevity in the industry at three years, extend it to five years. It will involve Bluetooth communication, so patients can be directly followed and managed with a smartphone. It will improve on the best accuracy in the world and improve that even further. And I think one of the things that's going to be really exciting 
is it can be remotely reprogrammed. So if a patient needs to have a change, doesn't need to come to the clinic. And I can tell you our customers are really enthusiastic about this product. I've, I've seen this all the way through the development of a number of different advisory boards. We think sometime later, you know, in, again, the calendar year, we'll probably do a limited release on that and then begin to extend that out. The next product we anticipate around the January timeframe would be the Cobalt Chrome series of high-power devices. So within our ICDs and the CRTDs, we're going to launch three different devices in each family, Chrome, Cobalt, and Cobalt Plus. You'll learn more about these. But just from the basic changes, all of them will be 40 joules right from the very first shock. They'll improve the longevity by about 20% from where we are now. And they'll all add in Bluetooth communication. So, again, we will have the only family of devices that can be remotely followed using a smartphone or tablet. That's kind of baseline. And then the higher-end devices will have some new features, one of which is something called IATP. I'll describe it very quickly. Right now, when any ATP tries to terminate a ventricular tachycardia, if it does not terminate, the device simply goes to the next program therapy, whether that's a ATP or a shock. This will be the first time it does something where it actually looks at the rhythm and, and understands why it didn't terminate and then customizes the next therapy. Does it need to add more S1? Does it have to become more aggressive in terms of how premature it is or less aggressive? And again, it kind of thinks in a way that an EP would act, and I know there's a lot of excitement around that. And in the heart failure side, we'll add something called triage HF, which will be the first time that rather than just rolling out, here are the reports on parameters of Optival, nighttime heart rate, heart rate variability, et cetera, it will actually rank the risk of the patients, green, yellow, or red. Green meaning essentially no risk or extremely low risk that this patient would be hospitalized in the near future. Yellow would increase that risk about three times, and red would mean about a 10 times increase. So this will come and will have alerts that are built into the device. So anybody who you know, thinks that something like heart logic from Boston Scientific is attractive, on top of all of the other features we'll have to help manage AFib, now we'll have some additional heart failure diagnostics and alerts. And then I think what's probably going to be the most, the biggest transformation by far, and I think the biggest opportunity is micro-AV. And just to kind of set the stage on this a little bit, we now have about 1,200 customers trained on how to implant a micro-device. We've got a lot of our fields trained. All of this we didn't have when we first launched micro and you guys have been doing an outstanding job with micro. We have, and we don't share this publicly, but in the single chamber pacing market, we're now at about 67% market share. I mean, that's unheard of in a segment in our business. We're now will take micro with the same form factor, the same implant procedure, and it will provide atrosynchronized ventricular pacing. So right now, micro is applicable to about 15% of the total pacing population. You could maybe 16 or 17, but let's just say 15. When we add in micro-AV, we believe a leadless pacing option will be a good therapy option by indication for about 15% of the population. So this will be then going right into the hands of customers who are already trained on how to do the implant so we don't have to start from that zero. So I think this is going to give us a tremendous opportunity in I can tell we don't expect to have it until about February. The FDA is fast-tracking this product, we believe. And we get a call. We're getting calls all the time from customers who are saying, you know, I need this product for next week. So 
I think we're going to have a tremendous um, excitement about that. And really nice news is the economics look to be like they're going to work out really well because Medicare is paying considerably more for leadless pacing than for uh, traditional pacemakers. So coming out with Link, Cobalt Chrome, Micro, Link 2, Cobalt Chrome, Micro AV, huge, huge second half of the year. But I think even more exciting than that is what we have right now. And I don't want people looking outwards and saying the second half is going to be great when every day we show up in the market and I think we've got a great opportunity to continue just differentiating ourselves for patients and customers. And quite honestly, I think building a more secure future for ourselves. I'm going to give a quick plug, APIP Advantage. I'll be in your region next week with Dave Roberts. And of course, I'll be talking to all the customers I can that every patient who gets a device today either has a history of APIP or is at risk of developing. So that increases the risk by up to five times for a stroke, increased hospitalization. And we are the only company who can offer you features that have been shown to reduce the risk and duration of AFib. That message, when told well and when back in the ability to answer all the questions, continues to drive more business. Um, we will have a new piece coming out in the next couple of weeks, just kind of showing the interaction between AFib and heart failure. That'll be a simple one page. I think will be another great way of showing that. RAP 100 is another campaign when we've got the um, rapid results with the Tyrex envelope. That puts us with an exclusive product with extremely compelling information coupled with the best portfolio in the industry and then launching a Tame Stability Quad. And I'm telling you, it feels like about every three or four cases we do with the Tame Stability Quad, I get this glowing email that basically says, if I didn't have this lead, I don't know if I could have done this case. So I know we're working our way through a lot of the contracting at the national level, uh, but we're making progress on that. I think more and more opportunity we're going to have to bring in a Tame Stability Quad and use that to tell our entire portfolio. And more and more accounts are now getting the C304 his catheter, which gives another option to differentiate ourselves with his bundle pacing. So I think you know, when you look right now, make sure we're leveraging all of that innovation and just be aware that the second half of the year is going to be the biggest kind of uh, transformation in our pipeline I think we've ever seen. So we're really looking forward to that. We're looking forward to being down in your region this week or next week. So. Paul, thank you. That's fantastic. A lot of stuff coming at you. We have so much in our bag today to focus on. And uh, boy, it, it uh, you know, reps and, and clinicals and managers and all these other companies would love to have this one or two of these products. And we have them all. One quick question for you. We'll get you out of here on this. What's the most unusual thing you have in your desk right now? That's the most unusual Thing I have in my desk. What's the right most now. unusual item you have in your desk drawer right now, Paul? Well, right. Many people know that I have a picture of you, Chris. But I keep on my <laughs> that is strange. <laughs> that is definitely <laughs> unusual. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Thanks for getting on. That's a great answer. Thank you. You can hang on. I want you to hang on a little bit because we're going to take a quick commercial break. The sponsor of the next program is coming on. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Brought to you by Oscar Meyer. Dan Boulay, the man, the myth, the legend, has joined us on our call. I think, can, Dan, can you hear him? One quick question for you. We'll get you out of here on this. What's the most unusual thing you have in your desk right now? That's the most unusual 
thing I have in my desk. What's the most now. unusual item you have in your desk drawer right now, Paul? Well, many people know that I have a picture of you, Chris. But I keep on <laughs> that is strange. <laughs> that is definitely unusual. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Thanks for getting on. That's a great answer. Thank you. You can hang on. I want you to hang on a little bit because we're going to take a quick commercial break. The sponsor of the next program is coming on. Go ahead. All right. Brought to you by Oscar Mayer. Dan Boulay, the man, the myth, the legend, has joined us on our call. I think, can, Dan, can you hear us? Chris, I can hear you. <laughs> Can you hear me? I didn't realize that you were sponsored by Oscar Mayer. That's very impressive. Well, Is it the baloney or the wieners? Yeah, it's, it's the baloney. It's the baloney. <laughs> Which is why we why we thought about it. We said when we thought of Dan Baloney, we said just a bunch of baloney. So anyway, but anyway, no big stuff. So transition here. Let's do a quick transition. So we've here Paul the innovation. Before I wait, wait a minute, Dan. I, I do have to say something on all these things. When at the risk of doing this is that we missed something. And uh, I want to go back right now before we move on any further to talk about uh, President's Club recognition also. We left out uh, two teams. Uh, Gene Davis and Joe Chabra in Carolinas were President's Club recognition as well as Jay Goss up in Nashville. So I apologize, guys. There's always uh, some great work up there. There are as you all know, we're new to our region. Uh, not uh, the year before last, and with the changes, we uh, we miss that. I own that. My piece won't happen again. Thank you so much, Dan Boulay. Well, well so we've got products. We've got yeah. a bunch of really good products. We got a. Hopefully, we we know we have a lot of good people. We hopefully they feel engaged, and now we need to figure out how to sell these things and how to develop our people. Right. Yeah, that's what. That's what CVG Learning and Development is about. You know, right now it's goal setting time. That's a check mark for uh, for Mariah. But you know, we're kind of the how part of the sales execution. You know, Paul just got done talking about the what. You know, we're going to talk about skill development, making sure we're investing in our people. And and I've got uh, with me today. I've got Doug Broussard who works with me on on the team to uh, bring a lot of these unique programs forward to you and your your team to make sure they can execute effectively. Both Doug and I were saying we've been longtime listeners, but this is first time caller, so thanks for having us on today. First time caller, long time listener. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got it. And and so um, you know, as we, we, we talked about, we want to make sure you guys know that we are obviously super excited for you. Watching you uh, take on the recognition of region of the year was nothing but short of beautiful. I think you kept it to less than how many minutes, Chris, did it take for you to finish your speech? Twelve. Yeah, but but twelve. And how long did it feel for the people who were on stage had been standing for forty minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, that's that. Like I told Dave, that's his problem. I it took me twelve years to get back up there. So I, I, I had a minute for every year. <laughs> yeah, God bless you. Well, congratulations to the whole team. Uh, I was in the field for ten years, and our region never won it. And so it, it looks like a fun thing to do. So congrats to all of you. Uh, you know, what we're going to talk about today, Doug and I, are, we're going to give a little update on CVG learning and development. And in talking with Chris and the team, we've kind of developed a Southeast Region Jumpstart Program, uh, trying to earmark some of the opportunities that we have available for you and your team from a training 
and learning and development standpoint. Uh, so, you know, the first program I want to talk about is called Integrity Selling. It's a great initial sales training program. It's great as a refresher. It's just a, a phenomenal program. We had them featured at the national managers meeting, as you know, and, and the feedback was was great. Doug, do you want to talk uh, a thing or two about integrity? Give everyone a little bit of a highlight of what integrity looks like from a sales model perspective. Dan, I don't see, we're, we're trying to find Doug. I don't think he dialed in on the uh, WebEx, so I don't see, I see his number. Well, I will do it. So. Okay. <laughs> Unless Doug's there, I'm looking for my text message, Chris. And uh, but the, they just do a great program, and, and Doug is the lead facilitator for us. And uh, they just really kind of bring in a very good model around matching behavior styles. Is that you, Doug? That's not Doug. Matching behavior styles, uh, taking a look at making sure that we're approaching our customers with the right tenor, and come prepared for asking good, high gain, open-ended questions. That help us uncover the customer's needs. And uh, if you haven't been through a sales training program for a while, this integrity is a real winner. They also talk about the importance of really doing a good pre-call plan to really think about what you're trying to execute on with your customers. So this, this is a one-day program. Now, the, the bad news here, Chris, is this program is sold out. There are no seats left for this year. However, in talking That's perfect. Doug and, yeah. <laughs> Let's advertise something we can't get anybody into. That's great. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, here, here's the good news is we've been able to work the schedule a little bit for your region, and we've earmarked five spots uh, for the September 18th Integrity oh, Program. Oh, in so expand a little bit. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, one, two, three, four, five. They're all here. They're all going to go. Everybody in the studio audience today. That's your yeah. Thanks, yeah. Except the intern, Dan. <laughs> no, go ahead, Dan. You can't send it. We don't allow interns to go. Uh, <laughs> The, the fun part about this program, it's a great way to you know, build camaraderie with your team and go through, I think, really a best-in-class uh, sales training module. I've found people have been in, obviously, sales for many, many years, came out of it just saying it was great refresher, made me think about what I was doing. I was kind of getting lost in some of my old traditional Jesus, habits, I'm and I'm right. energized to think about how I can go after some opportunities that maybe I haven't been thinking to... about for a while. So we're all here to not, not just maintain our business, but grow it. And uh, what a great way to go to this program. I was thinking, Chris, for your team, if you picked five people, they could come back and kind of share some of the learnings with the team and share their learnings with uh, on future radio podcasts. So I uh, just wanted to uh, make sure that you knew that we got five spots just earmarked for you guys. All right. Thank you, Dan. Uh, we appreciate that. We'll have to auction them off or something. I don't know how we're going to get to that, but that'll be yeah. great. You got a great leadership team. I think last I checked, you just delegate and things happen, right? Exactly. That's perfect. Now you got it figured out. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you think I would stop there, but I'm not. We also have uh, five spots earmarked for the Southeast region for the negotiations training. There's a program coming up in Philadelphia uh, on August 13th and 14th. So, Chris, I'm looking for you to find five more spots there. I'm a salesman, and let's get some of your people into this best-in-class negotiations training program we have. It's a two-day program. It's really a day and a half. You come into Philly, August 13th and 14th, and uh, it's a great way to get your team kind of energized around making sure they come out on the better side versus the weak side of negotiations. You've, wow. you've, you've never lost a negotiation, have you, Chris? I can't remember the last time I did. No, no, I don't. Yeah, well, wow. I think it's... So I'm going to need five more names from you there, okay, Chris? Boy, he's putting us on the spot here. And, five, that's and, ten. And, that's, uh, oof. 
Yeah, you think I did? You think I We got all kinds of money, right? And you've got at least that money for cash there. Okay, fine. Jerry, you got some money? All right, all right, great. And Chris, Chris, I'm not done. Stop, hold the press. But wait, there's more. There's also, we've earmarked five spots for a program called Advanced Selling, and it specializes in taking sales leaders and teaching them how to break down the complexity of a very large IDN or a very complex selling environment with multiple stakeholders. Uh, again, great, great uh, facilitators we have come in and teach this program. The results have been great. And again, we only have a certain amount of seats, but I've earmarked five more just for you and your region. So. That's kind of what I have for you. Five ways to invest in your field, five ways to invest in your ability to negotiate and improve your overall selling skills. So any so, questions, Chris, on so, the magistry of what I just went through? So one, so you're talking about one person each year for the next five years? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm actually I'm actually trying <laughs> this is all gonna I should have been because this is all gonna happen in Q two. Okay, so, great. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, gonna so, be good timing. But the reality <laughs> of it is the reality of it is you and I have talked in many times, it's one thing to have the right product. It's one thing to be trained, but we have to, sales is an activity. And just like any skill set, you got to practice, prepare, and improve. And uh, we think these programs help us sharpen our saws and get us ready to go grow the business. So excited to make them available to you and your team because uh, we're all we're all products and people that want to be invested in, and, and these are great ways to do it. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and and on a serious note, you know that our team takes that very seriously. We've always participated in in all the sales trainings. I, I I typically don't say no. The only challenge we always have these days is just getting people out of the field. And as long as we plan that out and uh, get everybody uh, who's interested um, um, in line, just talk to your managers. Uh, these are all great programs and only serve to help you be successful in your career. And that's when you're successful, we're all successful here. So um, I'm all for this stuff, Dan. Out on this. You ready? You ready for your yeah, question? Go. You got it. All right. How did your childhood prepare you for the job today? <laughs> I love it. That's a great question. It's not one that you ran by me earlier, but I, I do have an answer. <laughs> no, that's not fair. I'm not going to do that to you, Dan. What, let's talk I, about what you. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. I had four. I told... older, Chris, I had I had four older brothers. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and it, the 1970s. And so you talk about managing change. I remember watching TV late at night, and my brothers and their friends would come home and throw me over the balcony into the snowbank. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, I figured I wasn't in complete control of my destiny. There were variables around me that I needed to learn how to deal with. And I would say those four older brothers taught me a thing or two about uh, being in charge of my destiny or or not. So how about yeah? How about a little resiliency, huh? A little resiliency. No, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it, that was my life. That's how I lived it. But it was good. Oh, was that's fun. good stuff. How about man. you, Chris? This thing's going two ways. How did that, what about your childhood brought you well, to this? Well, similarly, I am, a, I am the baby of the family. I have an older brother and an older sister. And so I am a complete mama's boy and a spoiled brat. So uh, huh. that's that sets up perfect for sales, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> never enough and never happy, never satisfied. Um, but uh, learning hopefully over the years to grow and mature and uh, and be happy with uh, the things I have today and not look for things tomorrow. But that doesn't necessarily work well in sales. <laughs> you always well, got to wake so up. That's going to bring us full circle before you hang up on me. So 
really what I'm saying to you, Chris, is it'd be great to have the names of those 15 people for each five for each program. I could have those by August 1st. That would be great. <laughs> you see how he's closing? So, uh, That's a negotiating yeah, 101 right there. Yeah. Look, he's a closer. Holy you, any reason Any reason why you, you see that would be a problem at this point? Or can I count on, <laughs> on that? No, Dan, we, the names are on the way. I'm sending it to oh, thank you now. That can't all thank be from you. Miami either. No, no, no. no. That's because you're in the studio. Uh, studio today. We can't exactly. No South Florida stuff. I heard yeah. Nashville's a fun town. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> great. Thanks, Dan. Okay, I want to get another call in here for everyone. You know, we're trying to get uh, the last piece of this innovation is is for all of you who, uh, for all of everyone on this call who has to uh, deliver on the service side of things every day, and um, that there's a lot of innovation going on there, and uh, and so I want to make sure that we touch base on that. And I think we have a phone call. I think we have uh, Caesar from Miami on the line. Go ahead, Caesar. Hello, sí, buenas, me llamo Caesar Miami, perdón. No hablo mucho inglés, pero todos los días me está llamando Jerry que me está molestando. ¿Dónde están los acuerdos de esos servicios? Y no entiendo por qué es. Porque está muy importante eso. Gracias. We got Priscilla so, here. She can help. Let's see, Priscilla, what is it? What was the translation there? So our caller is asking. Um, I Caesar? want to know why. I'm sorry, Caesar from Miami. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wants to know why these agreements are even important. Jerry is constantly bothering him about it. Which agreements are we talking about, Patrick? So, so Caesar, if I understand your 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 question correctly, you don't. But anyway, go ahead. Um, <laughs> through Priscilla, is. You want to know how to get Jerry off your back. See. Okay. I can help you with that. Uh, these DMA agreements, they are, it's, it's quite a hill to climb to, to get these things worked out with our customers. Uh, we're, we're battling with IT groups and with people that we've, we've never recognized before and worked with as customers. But the reason this is so important is because we have new tablet innovation that's coming out that's gonna help us serve our customers better. I'll give you a number here. This quarter and for this year, we're looking at reducing our onesie twosie checks in the hospitals and our clinics by 10%. If we can do that in Miami, that gives us 178 hours a quarter back. And we can use that time for getting together as teams, for doing in-services and for doing all those things that uh, get hard to do when we're running all over the place doing these onesies and twosie checks. So that's why it's important. We have tablet technology that's not coming down the, the pipe. It's here now. And as we can, we can use this new technology to help us better serve our customers and get them the information they need about their patients quicker. Now, Patrick, is the tablets available today? Yes. So we just need to go out and start signing these people, these clinics and accounts and everything up. Yes. Carolink Express Mobile is available today. SmartSync will be fully fully launched um, after the close of the quarter, the first week of Q2. And, and so that's a good question. We have several people in the room here, but the, and, and for those of you at home, I mean, if we have technology that's going to make our lives easier, let's let's you know save for the HCA situation, which you know is is the elephant in the room. We've been uh, the better part of three years now trying to negotiate with him to get Carolink Express sign so again it's the top of the list for corporate sales folks and everyone so whoever has an hca account here who doesn't have carolink express 
stay tuned. I know that's a point of frustration for a lot of you, but um, if we have technology today within our grasps to help our lives, um, our lifestyle and our ease of work, but more importantly, it's not about us. It's about the patients. It's, you know, why not take advantage of it? It's there. Um, and I think that it's important that we all keep that in mind because we're doing it for the betterment of the patients, for the clinics, but also for our our livelihood as we move forward with these clinics continuing to grow. We have another phone call here coming in. So let's uh, let's take one more caller and then we're going to get you out of here tonight uh, on the radio show. We've got um, as we uh, as we've moved forward. OK, go ahead. I think we have Steve from Fort Myers. Steve. Hey, everybody. How are you doing tonight? Great. Steve. Good, Steve. Steve, I think I think you call all the radio shows. Are you like a radio <laughs> junkie or do you just what I mean I have heard you on like Rush Limbaugh and I've heard you on like oh, on the Dan Patrick show. I mean, what are you doing? So, and my caller number 9 is all I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> You're not caller number nine. Collins DSM Southwest Florida. Wow. Hey, Steve.
But the, then they went back to the one patient's check, and, and they brought it up as an issue of patient safety. That if a doctor doesn't want to wait till next month to have his patient checked, he should have them, you know, be able to bring him to the office at any time. Which was the perfect segue to the good news, which was we had CareLink Express in office available, and that went you know, much easier than expected. I mean, they were they were excited right away. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're doing our in service tomorrow morning uh, over there. They you know they can't wait to get their hands on it. So. I made a couple observations to Patrick, and I, I think that's why he invited me to um, you know, to talk tonight. And, and one was that I need to change the way I've been looking at it. I, I think I've been kind of like, you know, apologetic that uh, Carolina Express was maybe like the B team when, when the A team's not available, like we've got this available as well. When the truth, you know, it's really a big improvement. And, and the analogy I like that, but I don't know if, if I made this up or if Paul Ruff, I heard it somewhere else, I'm just repeating it, but... It has to do with, uh, you know, how weather forecasts have changed. So if I want to go offshore fishing, I'm definitely not going to sit around and wait for the news to come on and wait for the weatherman to, you know, to give me the information. I'm going to pick up my iPad and I'm going to, you know, push a button and look at the data myself. And so, you know, why would I expect that a customer would want to do the same thing that they're going to want to wait around for us? So it's been, um, this is the fifth office, and right now we're batting 1,000. five for five. Everyone we've shown it to just, you know, can't wait to get their hands around it. So I think the you know the second observation is, is maybe um maybe it's my own ego, but I'm assuming they really want to see us. But in some cases, maybe they just really want to get those checks done, which is you know good news for us. So that's my story. Hopefully, it has a happy ending tomorrow, and I'm sticking to it. Fantastic. Thank you, Steve. I, I couldn't agree more. And this is the stuff, again, this is a good example of what we need to be doing here to help ourselves as the company continues to develop technology. Anything else, Patrick? I think that's great, Steve. Thank you for, for sharing that story with us. And it's a, a great example of how excited our customers are. Um, we don't want to be our, our own obstacles here. Uh, go out, make the ask. That's what we can control. And uh, Steve has done that, and his customers were excited to get the technology. So great work there. Work there. So okay. I got a question uh, for Caesar. Caesar, do you think we could do this at La Colonia and Hialeah? See? <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. I'm going to look up the DMA tonight. You'll have it tomorrow. It's been a, it's been a pleasure to try this. Uh, I hope that you all enjoyed it. Um, I do real quickly. I'd be remiss. I think Dave would be mad at us if uh, if I didn't mention that we have a quarter to close <laughs> next week. You all. Everyone on the phone uh, has a part in, to play in that when it comes to either gathering PO pendings and or closing bulks or getting every case you possibly can get. Um, we continue to be successful in day-to-day uh, -day operations. I was uh, looking at implants today. We're uh, up 6.9% in initial high-power implants. That's number two in the country where our low-power initials are growing at 2.4% right at the top. Our diagnostics or our link products grown at 23%. And those are those are the latest numbers. We had a big week last week in natural run rate activity at $875,000 a day. So great stuff. We're poised to be number one and get through Q1 as fast as possible. It's a challenging quarter for all of us coming off a big close and a couple of really big years. So are we funding the ability to drive the mission? We sure are. And I thank all of you for doing that. Uh, with that, we'll get out of here. Oh, 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 oh,